It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard, Dennis and uh, Brady. Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Uh, and uh, we're wrapping up week three and getting ready for week four of the high school football season. The, the BWAC is it's a minefield, and everybody keeps stepping on landmines. Um, there were some crazy games over the weekend, some results we weren't expecting. Uh, it's going to make for an interesting top 10 today when we yep. get to that later on. I'll have some questions for you in the second segment. Uh, now that we're a third of the way through the season, you saw Cardinal Mooney on Saturday. And I think that's where we'll start, at least for part of the first segment and set up what's really going to be a week of really big or tough games to pick. I took out some of the more lopsided picks for this week, and I put some doozies in there. So it's going to be a fun one, but it's a big week up in the thumb. Like the GTC and 8-Man have some battles going on up there. And if you want to throw North Branch as part of the thumb, them and Almont should be a good one too. Yeah, that's probably like the big one in the BWAC because I feel like some of the other teams – you know, are, are getting games that they should be okay. Um, Croslex doesn't need to get on the right track. They're already on the right track, but Armada needs to get back on the, the right track. They need a win this week. We'll get into all of it, but, yeah, uh, I saw Mooney on Saturday, another high-scoring game. I saw high-scoring games over the weekend and long games, too, coming up. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. and serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin has daily specials like Taco Tuesday, Polish Wednesday, Italian Thursday, Prime Rib Friday, Barbecue Rib Saturday, and Home Style Sunday. Come and try Chef Susie's world-famous soups and sauces, too. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. We're all friends here. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. 
Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, you got Dennis and Brady, and it's uh, time to uh, wrap up uh, week uh, three. Only one game on Saturday. It was Mooney against Cranbrook. I didn't know really a whole lot about Cranbrook. I mean, I looked at their game, Livonia Clarenceville, and I'm like, 54 to 52. What the heck is that? And then in the next week, Divine Child smoked them 62 to 14. And so I'm like, well, you know, Mooney offensively, they hadn't scored more than 14 points in a game, but they played two really good teams. Mm-hmm. But they hadn't given up more than 22 points in a game, so I figured they're playing pretty good defense. So they were kind of my favorite going in here. And, and Cranbrook was giving up 58 points a game, and Mooney scored 57 and missed an extra point. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it was right about on, on track. This was another kooky game right from the get-go. First off, Cranbrook has a lot of foreign exchange students, so a lot of their players have last names that are unpronounceable. Well, that's not even the weirdest <laughs> part. You were telling me before we started that some of them aren't there yet because they're coming from Eastern Europe. Yeah, they're, so they're, they they just they aren't ready for the first day of school. They're they're coming from so far away that that they were only just arriving and they hadn't gotten there in time to be eligible to play this week. so they, they you don't missing, know, you have to like, go through the ramp-up period. of I think yeah. you have to have at least three non-padded practices. So uh, the, the the game begins. Cranbrook gets the ball first, and uh, they, they fire a 42-yard pass on the first play. Then there's an incompletion, and then they throw the ball 36 yards and get a, a touchdown, and it's 6 to nothing, and we're 55 seconds into the game. And I'm like, oh, okay, see how they scored 52 points in week one. They're going to sling it. They run a lot of four receiver sets. They run some five receiver sets. They actually attempted, I think, six actual run plays in the game and none in the second half. So like one every six minutes or like seven, eight minutes, basically. They, they, they only ran 45 plays because when they are scoring, they score quickly mm-hmm. because they, they, they hit big chunk passes um, and, and they move – rather quickly uh, down the uh, field. But it, it didn't matter because Mooney couldn't be stopped. Part of it was no kicking game for Cranbrook, and Mooney had a lot of short fields. I think their longest drive of the game was 56 yards. Their their worst starting position was like their own 44. But don't apologize for it. If they're no. going to give it to you at midfield every time, you do what – Mooney did and shove it down their throats. Yeah, it's not like Liggett where they were going for it on fourth <laughs> down at their own eight. That was two years ago. Since then, there's been a coaching change. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, they did try to punt. They just can't kick the ball very far. Um, they're, they're starting quarterback through for 352 yards. He got sacked and had to come out of the game for two plays, and the backup quarterback came in and threw two passes, two completions for 11 yards. So all they do is throw the ball. What was their quarterback's name, Dennis? Oh, yeah, I knew you were going to ask me to do this. Well, I, I, I couldn't resist. Krish Upudier. 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 And how is it spelled? U-P-A-D-H-Y-A-Y. Good luck with that. And and Chris put it up 34 times and completed 21 passes for 352 yards. So I had to say his name constantly. Um, Jacob Speller, nine catches, 149 yards. And Anthony Warchuk had seven catches for 125 and two touchdowns. Those three guys can play, but they can't stop anybody on defense. And, and Mooney ran it down their throats. I had uh, the Cardinals for 300 yards rushing right on the dot. Um, and even even Joe Dottie had a run for four yards. There was a lot of people that had a lot of big games. Spees just showed out, didn't he? Yeah, 12, he about half 12 of carries, 155 yards. He was the only player with two touchdowns. They had seven different players score their eight touchdowns. That's impressive, especially for a small school like Mooney. Brian Everhart had four completions. Two of them were for touchdowns. All right. Because when they did throw the ball, nobody they just weren't expecting it. It's like it's been run, 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 and all of a sudden, ooh, they threw a pass. Oh, he's wide open. Surprise, surprise. Um, so 6 nothing Cranbrook, 55 seconds into the game, and then Mooney gets the ball. They march it downfield, get a 12-yard touchdown run from Avery Broll, kick the extra point, go up 7-6, and they never trailed again 
the rest of the football game. In fact, game. they had it in running time twice. Twice they had it in running time, but not for very long. Um, but uh, they got a, a safety to make it 9-6. to six. Uh, Then Zepp scored on a 9-yard run to make it 16-6. to six. Then Spezia scored on a 10-yard run, and it was 23-6 to six at the end of the first quarter. Warchuk caught a long touchdown pass to make it 23-13. to 13. So still a game with uh, 8.52 to go in the half, but 57 seconds later, after a short kick, Everhart scored on a beautiful 10-yard run. It was the best bootleg run I've seen by a quarterback maybe ever. Wow. Like he rolled out and everybody thought he was going to throw the ball. People in the press box were, throw it, throw it, throw it. And he just like, like he was going to throw it. And the next thing you know, he was stepping into the end zone. Just just a beautiful run, uh, beautiful fake. Uh, Luke Bright caught a nine-yard touchdown pass literally 50 seconds after the Everhart touchdown. And there was a possession in there by the <laughs> other team. Uh, and then Alex Gerard caught a six-yard uh, touchdown pass, so it's 44-13 at halftime. They get a quick touchdown to start the third on another Spezia run to go up 51-13. to And so there was a, about a five-minute window there where we were in running time, but there was also an altercation on the far sideline. I believe a Cranbrook player was thrown out of the game. I never really did get clarification and it was hard to tell. Somebody got a penalty for having, I think it was Cranbrook, for having two players on the field wearing the same number. Cranbrook has like 30 kids on their team, maybe. But they had How? two number eights out on the field at one oh, time. Oh, good Lord. But anyway, to, to, to wrap this up with Cardinal Mooney, that's the game they needed to have after two close losses to two good teams. Yes. Yeah, uh, and it was good to see their offense get going. Uh, I think they still want to work a little bit on their defense, but uh, everybody seems to be having troubles defending the pass right now. Uh, Teams that can throw the ball, I think, are dangerous. Um, In the case of like what I saw with Yale against Armada two weeks ago, what Croslex did to Armada, and the pass has opened up Croslex's running game, which is one of the best in the area. So, and then, uh, you know, yesterday or Saturday, Cranbrook threw the ball all over the place. And as long as they weren't dropping it, guys were open and and they were making plays. They just couldn't stop anybody. And when Mooney threw the ball, Cranbrook had no clue how to defend it. Right. Um, The the pass can be, it's a double-edged sword because when the passing attack goes south, I mean, it's like you said, one, two, three out 50 seconds between touchdowns for Mooney because you throw three incompletions or you get stopped short and that defense is barely sat down and they're back out on the field again. Yeah. And penalties are a killer. And especially if you're going to take dumb penalties, like I can forgive a lot of things, but unsportsmanlike conduct, the posturing, the pushing, it's just dumb, well, guys. And it's just a, dumb. Well, a lot and of it nobody's was from, scared of from you. Cranbrook, you're coming in 0-2. Yeah. Like, you know what? It doesn't make it right, but I can understand if Everest comes in and, you know, they act like they run the place because they've lost, like, three league games ever. Um, I can at least wrap my head around how you got to that point. But, but you know how they got to that point? By not taking dumb penalties. Like yeah, so you're it's fifty one to thirteen. You're not scaring anybody, giving them an extra shove out of bounds on the sideline. Yeah, you gotta have, you gotta know the context. Like you just have to be self aware enough to know, hey, we're, we're getting, we're getting pushed here. Let's just take our licking, go home, and try to get ready for league play well one of their own assistants was upset at the end of the uh the game or i think he was an assistant if not he was the camera guy but he's like take a knee and let's go home and they they had three timeouts and they used them all in the final minute of the game looking for the the 30 point touchdown play i see okay even if it's three scores i can at least rationalize the we're never going to say die. We're going to play till the end. Anything can happen. But if you're down 30, run the ball, let the clock run out, say thanks, go home. And I don't think it helped Cranbrook that they were getting ran by a team a quarter their size. Yeah. Cranbrook has like 800 kids in it. Mooney has like eight. 
Well, Cranbrook, I think, is a lot like Liggett, where football isn't the priority. Other sports are the well, priority. Well, they don't yeah. act like it is when you show up to yeah. town. But so. All right. Uh, so a little bit of a shorter first segment, but I have a few questions for Dennis. We're a third of the way through the year, and some of these are week four related questions. Some of these are the season at large coming into it, but I, I just want to get Dennis's take and we'll talk about it too. Cause I have some answers for this as well um, in the second segment. So we'll, we'll get you through it. And then the top 10 later in the show. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. When today is unpredictable, staying focused on your long-term financial goals matters more than ever. Count on your Ameriprise advisor for personalized, goal-based advice to help you navigate now and stay on track for tomorrow. Call Ameriprise financial advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. In-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. This is Amari Haller. I play quarterback at Port Huron High School. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the field. I know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, I, I hate exams, but it sounds like <laughs> I'm going to get an exam. No, here. this will be a fun one. <laughs> there are no right or wrong answers, just that you need to answer. So I just had about five off the top of my head. We're a third of the way through the season. We've just dipped our toes into conference play. Some teams have played a gauntlet of a schedule, like Armada. Some teams have played a schedule that we still need to see a lot more from, like Almont, but they've passed those three games with flying colors. So, Dennis, um, just whatever comes to mind, talk it out. Let the listeners know what you're thinking with this. But I'll start with this question, and this is about the season more at large. Through the first three weeks, who has changed your opinion about them the most? Who, whether for better or for worse, what you thought of them at the beginning of the season, your read was way off, and you go, ooh, that team's actually got something to it, or 
man, I thought this team was going to have more punch to it. Well, I mean, that's to me, that's a very difficult uh, question to uh, answer because I think there are several answers. Uh, I didn't. There, there are still teams I still don't know about. Like right, I, North, say, North Branch is anomaly. I, I, I can't say anything at this about point. North Branch with what you know right now. I had really, really, really high expectations at both Northern and Marysville this year, and Marysville's first game was completely unacceptable. I know they have been crushing teams since, but they really haven't played a high-quality team yet, so this week is the week where Marysville has to show out for me. Right. They have to play Lampfear tough, and, and, and if they beat Lampfear – then Marysville is back to being that team I hope they would be. Um, but if they go to Lamphere and they get dusted, right? then I'm sitting there going, what What do we have here? Right. Where, what did I see wrong? Yeah. What didn't I notice? Yeah. Um, and and with North, Northern was my number one team going into the, uh, the season. And I know they played a tough opponent in week one, but I, I thought they would play tough down there. At Gross um, Point, point south. south. Now, they're kind of back on track. Um, the, the, I have more confidence in them right now. They've done what they're supposed to yeah, do. And, and, and they're not going to blow teams out, so I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about their scores aren't 60-6. to six. That's not the way they win. Mm-hmm. If they're winning 23-9, to nine, they're playing Northern football, and Northern football – is a winning style. Right. So um, they'll be fine. But that first week really kind of threw me off there. And I Uh, think for Northern as well, I don't want to – I mean, you can tell me if this is wrong, but at least for me, hey, the time to prove that that was the anomaly is going to be next week against Port Huron because we both assume Port Huron High and Port Huron Northern should get wins this week and should take care of business. Yeah, absolutely. Um so th- that was one thing. I, th- there's a lot of teams that I just uh, I, I don't know what I'm looking at. Armada's got me completely confused. Folks, this is a good football team, but they're playing lousy right now. They're, yes. The other thing I would say with Armada is they're amplifying their own mistakes. They're, they're not making up for it in that when they make a mistake, they – they can't erase it or stop the bleeding, I guess, is the best way to go about it, that when something starts to turn, it turns for the worse. Uh, their next three games, Emily City, Almont, Algonac. We think Almont's a good team, but if you want to prove, hey, you had a two-game slide, this is a get-right spot for Armada. Play Almont, prove that, all right, We our young team is starting to figure it out, and we're going to make the, the requisite adjustments. Uh, is there any team that has changed you for the positive that you were a little down on coming in and through at least three weeks you're going, all right, there's something there? Well, I mean, Richmond's better this year. Mm-hmm. They've been down for a couple of years, and, and Richmond is a better football team. Uh, I don't know that they're where they want to be, though, yet. Like, the, they're 2-1. They're 1-1 and one. They're one and one in the BWAC. Their one loss was Crosslex. They played well at Crosslex, but they didn't play a style – to win the game. Mm-hmm. They played a style to be close. And give themselves and, a shot at the end. And, 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 I, and I think you've got to go beyond the moral victory stuff. Like, I like when I talk to Dan Killian at Cardinal Mooney, he's like, we're beyond moral victories. We need to start winning, making plays and winning football games. And I think that's got to be the attitude at Richmond. Okay, you can beat the teams you're supposed to beat. Now beat somebody that you're an underdog to. And I think much like Marysville for Richmond, that the game against Yale will kind of be that, I don't want to say palate cleanser for them because they haven't had a clunker, but that prove it, all right, Richmond's got something to them. Now let's see what they do against the other top dogs in the BWAC. Um, Because Richmond can be a player. Yes. The the BWAC is messed up right now. And if Richmond can be a player. Because with the result against Armada, you're starting to look at Richmond and go, okay, how good is this team if Croslex, I mean, if you want to play the transitive property game. One last team I want to mention, and it's within the last week, I thought the improvement I saw from St. Clair from week one to week three was very good. Keep doing that. 
don't go to Clintondale and have a dud, but we'll talk about the game specifically on Thursday show. All right. Let's, uh, from a team to a player, what player that we didn't talk about, because we all know who Belly Grappi, Gavin Troy, Amari Holler, uh, all these guys, Connor Jakubiak, Zach Dyke's name was going around everywhere. We all knew these guys. Who's a guy that we just did not mention or very seldom mentioned in the preseason that has caught your eye? Maybe not as a star, but just as a very nice complimentary piece. Uh, the, the name that like jumps out to me right away because I just didn't know who he was. But Chun at Armada, I love that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's their halfback. Um, he doesn't get a, a ton of plays in each game. But when he gets a play, he does something, right? Like he does something. He gets yards, um, and and they always seem to right at the right moment. Bang! Um, another guy that uh, I thought really played well this weekend, and I, I guess in passing it was a name that I'd heard, but you know, I just figured Spezia is the guy that's going to get the carries, but. Zepp gets the ball a little bit for Cardinal Mooney, and he does stuff when he gets right. the ball. Can I add another name to that? And I haven't seen him yet, but you have, and every time you've seen him, he's scored Cody Mativier. Yeah. Cody Mativier's caught two long touchdown passes right. this season. And, again, if you haven't seen it, go on Twitter and take a look at that catch he made at Armada. That's a hell of a catch. Yeah. And we knew who he was, but if he's going to be that weapon that gives Crosslex some – some perimeter threats, some down-the-field threats. So, like you said, you can't load the box and sell out on belly grappy. That's going to make a big difference. But I will say in all this, some of the guys we were hoping would step up and be good players have, for the most part, done so. Hey, I think Anthony Benetti's made a really nice leap this year for Richmond, and I think that's part of the reason why they're more competitive. We didn't see him last week, and I'm sure it wasn't his best game, but Connor Jakubiak as a senior starter for Yale has done what we've wanted him to do. Some of these guys we were hoping would advance their game and play pretty well. Those, uh, those are some guys that also that I think we knew who they were, we were expecting to jump, and we got it. Um, uh, another Armada guy is Malberg because mm-hmm. he didn't know much about Malberg coming into the season. He's a, he's a good little back, um, and Bergeron at uh, Richmond has been steady. Yes. Nothing that's going to eye pop you and go, oh, my, he's a thousand yard rusher. But he, he's just been steady, and that's what they need. Yep. So. Just need to stay steady and uh, just any Marine City running back. Any Marine City <laughs> running back. Um, and yeah, we haven't even like touched the, the defensive side of the ball. Lately, I haven't seen too many good defensive games um, by teams. But, uh, you know, I just. I've been more astounded overall by the, the, the team play. Like we're, we're three weeks into the season, and Northern is – and it was mostly week one. It was all week one. But they're a minus. And I don't know when the last time we've been three games into the season and Northern was a minus team. Right. But, again, it was all week one. They turned it over, put their defense on short fields. All right, I think I know the answer to this one, but you can give multiple answers. A team that we're three weeks in and you feel like you're no closer to figuring them out than before week one. Well, the obvious answer is North Branch. Um, I'm, I'm still, I, I think, I think Elmont is for real. But again, the, their three opponents have been about the, the that's the softest part of their schedule. It at least helps the Elmont's case that Marysville has gone out the next two weeks and body bagged to lesser opponents, but they've still body bagged them. Um, and and I can't uh, the whole BWAC. Other than Crosslex, I can't figure anybody out. Crosslex is the only team that has like done what I thought they would do. Can I give you? An answer, and I guess maybe not no read on, but trying to figure out where on the good spectrum they are is Marine City. So they lose to Armada in week one rather convincingly. I mean, they lose by 20 points. Um, take away the last touchdown, it's still a two score loss. They go out and they send Clawson back home, and they probably got served papers for the beating they gave. Him. <laughs> 
Last week they play, they have a battle with St. Clair and some key pieces go down, but when it was in crunch time with some backups and a simplified playbook, they went down the field and they won the game and they put it on ice. And I think part of this is what I've talked about with their schedule is when's the next time we really get a, a litmus test for them? And it might be next week. If Marysville beats Lamphere, I think that would be a good test for Marine City. Absolutely. And and if that doesn't happen, then you'd have to say the following week against Lamphere at home. Right. I fully expect them, no matter who they've got out on the field, to be able to handle Southlake. Right. And I know Marine City's going to be a playoff team. I'm trying to figure uh, I out. I hope so. I, I mean... Is there a team, and, and they won't make this excuse, and I'm not trying to make excuses, but the truth is the truth. They've been hit by injuries harder than anybody last year and through three weeks this year. Right. And it's tough to keep winning without your horses, and yet last year they found a way, and we'll see if they find a way this year. Now the good news is at most there are three scary games left. Um because Duran's 0-3. Duran graduated like everybody. They're playing, like, I think legitimately they lost like 18 starters off last year's team. That's going to be fine at home in Week 9. Marysville, again, dependent on this week. Lamp Fear, dependent on this week, yeah. <laughs> either way. And I want to at least give Clintondale an opportunity, see what they do against St. Clair, um, to, before I say no, that's not a scary game because that's at Clintondale and later in the season, especially if you're banged up, that just feels like maybe I'm just being too nice to Clintondale, but a spot where they could possibly maybe sweat it out for a little while. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, de- depending on what they do the next three weeks, Clintondale could be four and two or they could be two and four. Because they've lost to Lampfear and Gross Point North. Okay, we think two good teams, but they beat New Haven, a team that's not good. But And, and here's my, my – they got shut out in the two against two good teams and they put 58 up against right. a team that struggles to They haven't to given stop up people. more than three scores in a game, though. So they have they must have somebody defensively that's that's worth a damn. Um but I just want to see where Marine City falls on the scale because while it is true Marine City has had injuries and they've probably been the least lucky team um or one of them in the area. That's also just part of the de- the de- the hand you're dealt. Good lord. Um I can't talk. And you have to be able to roll with the punches, and they've done a good job of it. But let's see what they do the next few weeks. All right, next question. Uh, this is, these next two are more week four specific, and they kind of play off each other. The first one, what team, what one singular team needs to win in week four the most that absolutely has to have the win? Everybody. I mean, your Armada, you can't suffer a third straight loss. You have to win this week. Right. Your Almont, Croslex, and North Branch are all tied for the top of the BWAC. You all want to win this week, y'all. And take opponent into account, too, because I guess knowing if, if a game's tougher or not, because we think Armada's going to be fine against MLA City. So, yes, they do need a win, but and if they lose that game, now we're really looking at Armada sideways. But take opponent into a factor a little bit as well. Well, I mean, if you're Harbor Beach, you have to win this week or you're going to finish second in the GTC East. And Ubley's little winning streak against you continues. Yeah, uh, and that's the other thing. Uh, they, they used to kind of be Ubley's bugaboo. Now Ubley has become their bugaboo. Um, so that's a big one. Uh, I would say this is a big week uh, for Marlette. They've got, a, I think, an interesting game with Sandusky coming up. They they just suffered a loss to Ubley, but from everything I'm hearing, they played Ubley tough. Mm-hmm. It was 7-6 so, to six with two minutes left to go in the first. So, yeah, I mean, uh, go out and, and get a, a big win. Their next, actually, their next two weeks are big, and it, it, it will kind of define them. Are they a big boy, or are they just a good team that can make the playoffs and then are going to get knocked out right away? I'm going to give you a game that I think 
Honestly, it's must win for both sides, and that's Richmond-Yale. Yale wants to be in a BWAC title spot. This is the year they have all their seniors, and they dropped a game early. Richmond is trying to say, hey, we're not like the last few Richmond teams. We're like the 20 years before of Richmond football. We can do this. We can battle with them. Got to beat Yale. And I think that is the most gotta-have-it game. I think that's where we're going to be sending Joe on Friday night, and I'm really excited for that one because I want to have eyes on there. And the other one you mentioned, Marysville. Uh, Yeah, well, I also want to throw in the Elmont-North Branch game. I don't know what to make of this. Um, I almost need, like, a 21-20 game so I can go, okay, both teams are good. Right. Because let's say Elmont blows out North Branch. Then is North Branch good or bad? I and think, is, Or is Elmont just really super good? Or if Elmont gets smoked by North Branch, was Elmont a pretender? Or are they still a really good team, but North Branch is super really good? Right. And then how good is Forest Hills Eastern? Yeah, or it's, it's the first game of the year, and I'm glad I'm going out to do that one. But the next question I had that kind of worked into this is who has the most to prove? Like, I think Almont is kind of not in the must-win category, but more in the more to prove because now this is their first opponent that you're coming in outside of, again, Marysville. If they go down to Lampfear and smoke Lampfear, now we're going, all right, and couple that with an Almont win, we're going, how good is Almont? I think they have a lot to prove. Um, I think that's uh, kind of falls into your Harbor Beach one as well. But how about St. Clair? You're going down to Clintondale. Hey, you played Marine City tough. You got, for a little bit, a moral victory. This is a team that I think you beat 12-6 to last year. Go down, keep improving that offense. Give me four touchdowns and prove that there's something to get excited about for the home stretch of the year and that you can be a playoff team. I'm going to give you two eight-man games that I'm going to be interested in seeing final scores in. Okay. And that's Oakland Christian at KPAC because I think this is an opportunity for KPAC to get to two and two. Mm-hmm. Um, Oakland Christian is a little down, but they're still not awful. Right. So the, these, to me, these are teams that are kind of level going into this game. At home, KPAC's got to win. Mm-hmm. You went to their place last year and they beat you pretty bad, actually. This year, you have an opportunity to return the favor on your home field. Uh, and then this Brown City-Deckerville game has got me scratching my head. I just, I'm just i going to give you some numbers here, Brady, and you try to figure it all out. Deckerville has 200 points for and six points against in three weeks. And Brown City has 172 points for and 26 points against, and they gave up 20 to Kingston, who they beat 38. And Kingston is going to be at least a decent team. So these t- these teams are 6-0 and with 372 points for and 32 points against. So are we like, going to get a 70-65 to game, or are we going to get a 7-6 to game? Yeah, I mean, and, and who's going to win? Well, it's on the pick slate this week. So you want, you want no, the that early... That help me any. The, the early pick slate, Dennis... And this is... Because it's really the first test for either team. So, like I well, said... I guess Kingston was kind of a test. Yeah, I that's that was a good win for Brown City. I'm going to give them their flowers with that one. Um, but here are the, the picks for this coming week. And there are some tough ones. So, Brown City Deckerville's on there. Two 3-0 and o teams. I threw on another eight-man game. North Huron and CPS. Two teams looking for their first win against each other and that's at cps thought that was a fun one wanted to get the tigers in there marlette at sandusky is a doozy you have harbor beach at ugly those are all thumb games that are all going to be coin flips at least in my mind then you have a couple mac games clintondale at st Clair, uh, marysville at Lamphere, uh northern at sterling heights and frazier at port huron Marine City's going to beat South Lake by a million, so I didn't put that on there. And then the final two are Yale at Richmond and Almont North Branch. There's like two games right now I would feel very, very confident picking. 
Yeah. I... <laughs> the picks. Yeah. But you don't have to do it today because we got to do our top ten. got to do a top ten, and that's already going to upset everybody. Well, the top ten had some movement, but the top stays basically the same. It's the, like, five through ten that I had trouble sorting out. So, uh, Dennis, you have anything else to add, or, or we, can we go to the picks? Uh, as long as the quizzing is over, uh, I'm good. <laughs> All right, it's, it is over. So let's go. We'll do top tens next uh, so that you can then swear at me and, and say vulgar things when you see me. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810-987-2185. This is Amari Haller. I play quarterback at Port Huron High School. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the field. I know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, you're back, and it's time for the uh, top ten, the week three top ten, Brady. And uh, you you said that your top stayed mainly the same. My top did not because I had Yale and Armada in my top five. Well, I was, yeah. I was the tip top. But anyway, <laughs> I'll start again this week. Number 10 actually sees a team move down after a win and through no fault of their own. But Richmond's at number 10. They beat Algonac. They beat them pretty well. But I thought a team had a more impressive win that was below them. And that skipped above them into the top 10. Actually, two teams um, I thought had pretty impressive wins. And I moved them up. And, well, yeah, so Richmond's at number 10, no fault of their own. They win this week. They're going to move up the rankings. Uh, my number 10 team is Yale. Really? Interesting. They they got, uh, well, I mean, they were supposed to be in Annapolis. Yep. They got the, the win over El, uh, Armada, but now Armada has lost two straight and got kind of convincingly whopped uh, in week three. Um, and then Yale loses at home to North Branch in a big show me game. I put they Yale, almost fell out. I put Yale at number nine. 
I had Yale and Richmond at the same spot. The way I looked at it is, all right, you look at the two resumes. Richmond's wins are Algonac and St. Clair. Yale's wins are Armada and Annapolis. Yale has the best win against Armada, so both have the same record. Yale has the best win. I'm going to put Yale in there. But are you, are you basing that on how Armada is playing now or how Armada has played in the past? Now, impressive I win. still think Armada is a better – like if Armada and St. Clair played right now, I'd pick Armada to win. So I still think Armada has, is the best win of those, and that's why I put Yale above Richmond. I've got North Branch at number nine. The Broncos had not been in my poll, but after beating Yale, they get into the poll. All right, number eight. Harbor Beach. I moved them up. They're 3-0. and They've had some convincing wins, and it's all-or-nothing time. If they beat Ubley, maybe they get the Ubley spot at, uh, up high in the pole. If they lose, they probably fall out because I don't know what to do with small schools. But Harbor <laughs> Beach is number eight. Uh, Richmond is my number eight team. So you're moving them up. Keep them. Yeah, they were at number 10, and they went ahead of a team that lost and a team that's in the pole for the first time. I put North Branch at number seven. Again, I tried to do the same thing I had with uh, Yale and Richmond. All right, they're two and one. Their one loss is to Ada Hills Forest Eastern, who has gone on the last two weeks to win like a hundred and twenty to six. And I don't know if they're against good teams or not, but they've been dominating. And North Branch played them competitively. They beat up Emily City, and then they beat Yale at home. The Yale win is the best win of the three, so North Branch is above them, and they get the number seven spot. Uh, I've got Harbor Beach at number uh, seven, which actually is a bump up for them. They were number nine last week. They blew out Bad Axe, which really isn't an impressive win, but uh, Beach is 3-0, and and I've got them up at seven this week. To number six, Marine City. They bump up a couple spots. They got a nice win over St. Clair uh, to, that they had to battle through a little bit. Uh, I like what the Mariners are doing, and teams above them lost. So Marine City is up to number six. So I got Northern at uh, number six uh, because they were at number eight last week. And again, two teams above them lost, so they moved up two spots. And they took care of business against Lance Cruz North. Wasn't overly impressive, but there was nothing that threw up huge red flags. No. Again, they're winning like Northern wins, so. It might, be, it might be a little infuriating at times, but they get the results more often than not. Uh, I have Northern at number five. I think I had them ahead of Marine City last week. I did. So nothing either side did convinced me that that should change. Um, and Northern's week one loss is further in the rearview mirrors, just like Marine City's. But they took care of business at home. I expect them to take care of business this week at Sterling Heights and Hold strong back in the top five, trying to slowly climb up to where they were before the season started. All right. And the Marine City's at number five for me. They were at seven. And again, two teams above them lost, so they bumped up two spaces. And we had them flipped last week, and we have them flipped this week, but we did the same thing. Moved them up a couple of spots. Almont's at number four. Uh, they have been nothing but impressive. They haven't given up a point through 12 quarters. One of four teams in the state yet to be scored on. They Again, I'll say it every time I see them, they pass the eye test. Now they have to pass a, a big test against North Branch. Up in North Branch, it's Dennis. I don't care if North Branch is good or not. That's not an easy place to go and play. Now that, that'll be a tough game for sure, but I've got Al. This is the first one we agree on. I think we're going to agree going out here, yeah. but I've got Almon at number four. And by the way, I'd have to look this up, but since we've been doing this, I'm sure it's happened – how many BWAC teams have beat North Branch in North Branch? Because I know oh, I Cross know. Lex only beat North Branch at home uh, when I think Almont lost to them up there. Armada, I think, beat them up there last year, two years ago. They've got them up there, but it's only been one or two, I think, losses at home in league play since we've been doing this. Yeah. I'd have to look at the state site because the, 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 the historical Michigan, site Michigan doesn't get home and away. Football, yeah, it doesn't, and that's, anyway, uh, before we go on a tangent. <laughs> Ubley's number three, they won. Wasn't as pretty as they normally did, but they still won by 20-some points. Don't know what to do with Ubley. Uh, if they beat Harbor Beach, you're probably staying at number three unless a team above you loses. So, Ubley, this is my Ubley spot. Yeah, Ubley's, Ubley's number uh, three, and they're just a good football team, and, 
you know, their their success deserves them in the top three. And I'm going to assume both our number twos are Port Huron. We uh, have agreed again all the way up. Port Huron has gone on the road, gotten a win that they had to gut it out. But Warren Mott's not a bad team. They were what two and one going or two and zero oh going into that yeah. game. And PH, hey, they had to win at the end. Mott's not an easy place to go and play. We thought before the season that they would be the next biggest competition to Northern for the Mac Blue title. And I'm not gonna not gonna hate on them for getting a one point win in hostile territory. No, I, I like the the win. I think it's a gutty win. I think this is one of those wins that can catapult you to bigger and better things. Uh and the uh the, the big reds uh have I think Played really well this year, all things considered. Like, again, I kind of throw week one out because they always schedule somebody who's better than them to play against and and measure themselves. And at least for a half, they were competitive in that football game, and they've done nothing but win since. And I anticipate that they're going to win again this week. And I think what this game does – you get the benefits of the scare, of the upset, of learning the stove's hot. But you don't get the the negative effects of it being a loss and having that on your record. So I think that might, you know, I don't want to say straighten some kids up, but refocus kids that maybe thought, oh, all right, we're going to start running through teams again. And then number one's Cross Lex. They beat up an Armada team. Uh, they ran past them. They came back from 14 points down in this game and won by like 20 some. So. There's no reason to even move Croslex or even think about it. They're number one with a bullet. Yeah, they're, they are my number one team again uh, this week. They did nothing last week. Once they got it rolling, uh, they did nothing to change my mind about them being the team to beat right now. And all right, so Dennis, uh, you want to recap for Give me your top ten. All right, my top ten uh, is uh, Yale at ten, North Branch at nine, Richmond at 8, Harbor Beach at 7, Northern at 6, Marine City at 5, Elmont at 4, Ubley at 3, Port Huron at 2, and Crosslex at 1. So we have the same 10 teams, just in slightly different order, uh, specifically 10 through 5. I had Richmond at 10, Yale at 9, Harbor Beach at 8, North Branch at 7, Marine City at 6, Northern at 5, Elmont, Ubley, Port Huron, and Crosslex 4 through 1. So that will uh, do it for this one. And we're going to have a fun show on Thursday. We're going to bring Gallagher on. We might make him work more than just the picks because he might be able to tell us a little bit about some of these big matchups in the thumb. I hope so. (laughs) And we didn't get to talk to him in the preseason. He covers those darn teams, and I I need information on some of those teams. I mean, we're getting – I appreciate everyone who sends us the box scores and stuff, That especially for the teams up in the thumb that we don't get to see in person too often. It helps us at least get context for how the games went. Well, so you, we you see, because uh, you, you see some big scores sometimes, and you're like, "Well, when were the points right. scored? How was it scored? Where were they at the end of the first quarter? Where was it at halftime?" And yeah, a, a lot of times you see like a fifty to twenty-eight game, and you realize at one point it was fifty to six, right? <laughs> or it was thirty-one twenty-eight, yeah. and then the wheels fell off. So yeah. anyway. I'll be back Thursday, and then, yeah, we've got three more games on tap this week. Yes, we do. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.